mood.tv Ah. Hello, Tabsy. Mm. The longest stink in the world is me. <laughs> You're just one one stink. I am over one years old now. I love you. Really? Oh, jeez. Yes, of course I love you. You're my favorite. You made me. Wow, yeah, it was one year ago. Jeez. I'm not really sure, but you never gave me a cake or nothing. <laughs> It makes me sad. <laughs> wow, time flies. One time year. Flies. No cake. Disgusting. Just, you didn't even know it was his birthday. No. I also don't like him, so <laughs> it's tricky. <laughs> oh, that's not very nice. You always say I'm so funny because you say I'm so nutty. Uh, you're all right. I think you had Szechuan that night. That's that's why he's so nutty. Szechuan. Szechuan. I had a lot of juice. I had a lot of juice that created Oh, that's him. right. You were on the cleanse. Yeah, I was doing the juice cleanse. Wow, the juice was cleanse is about nutty a Nutty juice? Ago. I need another one after this last week. When you're on Percocet, you just eat stuff. You just eat. I ate so much food. Just tons of food. I get a brother. And if you took Percocet, he might be slow. You probably have a lot of brothers right now with the amount of eating I've done in the last week. And I took Dokulax. You have to take Dokulax. Yeah, yay, because it makes you shit. Because when you take Percocet, it, it, it shores up your butthole like a soldering iron. <laughs> but but when you take Dokulax, it explodes that right out. And so uh, I would shit four or five times a day every other day. And that is the Percocet promise. Did you also know that the Dokulax is the Japanese Dr. Seuss's most famous book? <laughs> wow! <laughs> nice. What is the, what is the Dokulax the guardian of? It's like a shit that looks like the twin of another shit. The Dokulax. That's what they're the guardians of shits that look like other shits. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, happy birthday to the meaty boy. Thank you, everybody. I love you. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good well, much. welcome back to Let Me Ask You a Question. Uh, it's a very special President's Day episode for President's Day. President's Day. Wow. This is exciting. It's a ho- another holiday episode. So if you're in the United States of America, just so you know, we... Take George Washington, who was our first president, and Abraham Lincoln, and we put both of their birthdays, which are not on this day, on this day so that people can have a day off in February because February sucks. Yeah. We used to get two days off on both of their actual birthdays at some point. I remember that in the beginning. And they just did away with it and made it one birthday, not on either of their birthdays. Interesting. I had no idea. Well, we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back celebrating for everybody because it's a big, big, important day or let me ask you a question, because it's the day that let me ask you a question celebrates presidents. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> and not that uh, we're keeping track, but I'm producer EJ, and this is our 66th episode. Yeah. Wow. Big 66. Big 66. Wow, we're getting up there. We're getting up there. All right, and there's Greg Man. We got Greg Man too. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Boom. Greg Man. We are. Boom. We are all 
all here in Present. the in the broth. In I the do broth. like that we that we uh, probably about 10 15 episodes ago we put this casual part in the beginning and I think that the listeners who have been listening to us really enjoy it. But to you new listeners now, to you new listeners out there, we are not all the same person. There's actually three of us that all happen to have <laughs> the same nasally white guy voice, so we apologize. Oh. But you will hear some differences uh, as hey, we I'm talk. I'm the Gregor man. I'm going to start talking like <laughs> this. Yeah, we need character voices. I will talk like this. <sighs> and, well, if he's talking like that, I'm just going to keep talking. And I will speak <laughs> German exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's about to get real interesting up in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I have prepared a very special President's Day episode question for Let Me Ask You a Question. Excellent. Yep. And this is how it goes If every president in the history of U.S. presidents had a nighttime hobby of writing erotic fiction. Which president's erotic fiction would you most want to read? And why? I have to say right off the bat that I don't have a very deep knowledge of all the presidents. I did one of these uh, Facebook BuzzFeed. It wasn't BuzzFeed, but, you know, you click on a Facebook link. It brings you to some page where they take all your social identity information. So I clicked on it, and I was taking a quiz about the presidents. Mm -hmm. And I scored in the top, like, 30 percentile, but I felt like a moron. Like, I, I don't know a lot about a lot of the presidents. Well, you scored in the top 30th percentile? Yeah, but come on. You are a moron. Yeah, no, I mean, well, 30th, it's pretty high, but it's still... 30th? Kind of, 30th percentile is high? In the, in the top 30%. That's not terrible. That's, like, that's so close to failing. Do you understand how that works? But it's passing. Yeah, I, I did what... All right, I did, it's passing. I did what not 70% of the people did. I did better than 70% right, right. of the people. You were in the top 30th percentile. Wow. But you were at 30%. Don't 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 be stupid on the Mayak or Anthony's coming for you. Wow. I geez. mean 70% this is not a great grade. Well, I was trying to say that I my knowledge does not run very deep <laughs> in a way that I would not be harassed, but apparently you, I cannot do You so. are a moron. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Last week I was calling you a team player, man. I don't know anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> I would I I'm sure I would do no better. I did not do great. And okay. So, I would only have to base my knowledge off of the very few presidents that I know anything about, which is not very many. I kn I know the pop stars, you know. Yeah, sure. I mean, I know my Washington, my Lincoln. I know the last few, Reagan, Carter. I know a little yeah. bit about Eisenhower. Nixon. Was Carter the real dumb one? <laughs> he wasn't dumb. Carter was, was real as, dumb. He was known as being simple because he was a peanut farmer. Yeah, okay, simple. Simple is a good word. Yeah, do you he think simple. he was dumb or do you think he was just Southern? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a lot of Southern ones. That... But I feel like he's perceived as being simple just because of the accent. Totally. The accent I mean, he's always portrayed. I, I always think about it from The Simpsons. Yeah. Homer fights Bush, and then he comes at the end. Hey, Homer, do you like football? <laughs> do you like nachos? I picture him do you being like, like, like. Come over to my house to watch football and eat nachos. I just picture him being really like gentle, 
Very gentle man, Jimmy Carter. That's why I was thinking him, and that's who I would want to read his fan fiction. Oh, sweet. You'd want not his erotic fiction would be Jimmy Carter's. Why not? Oh, I love it. It'd be fun. I think that's great. Do you think because he seems so simple, it would be very imaginative, or do you think it would just be It might be. be. That's what I'm thinking. He might be, like, really out there with his his ideas. Do you think it would have Southern gentility in his writing, or do you think it would just be Mm. raunch? I think he would be a gentleman. And then I think when it was going at it, he'd get at it. But I think it'd be... He'd always get there. Yeah. In a gentlemanly way. Yeah, do you think it would be always always written in kind of... uh, (laughs) <laughs> like it would sound like antebellum prose, like very, very kind of uh, romanticized. Or do you think you would just get really raunchy when he gets in there? Like it just becomes filthy at some point. Like, like then they started fucking like turtles, you know? <laughs> <laughs> she was dripping sarsaparilla. <laughs> Sometimes I would catch squirrels in my peanut farm. <laughs> and they'd be fucking like minks with jowls, jowls full of my nuts. <laughs> jowls, jowls full of my nuts. <laughs> Her jowls were full of my nuts. And I was like, I'm going to get them nuts back from you, squirrel. But not until post-coitus. All right, so are we thinking that he, he does remain eloquent or he gets raunchy? I'm hearing eloquently raunchy from what we're describing. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. Is that? I think that's all right. Eloquent raunch. Yeah, I think that's the correct um, <laughs> that, representation. That's just the whole genre because he's so prolific. There's a whole genre called eloquent raunch that are the complete erotic <laughs> works of, of Jimmy Carter. But you need a glass of milk when you read it. It's just it's necessary. <laughs> a, a warm for how... glass of milk. <laughs> it's part of the whole thing. Yeah, you have to read it quaintly. Because I was a peanut farmer, I make sure that the people have a mouthful <laughs> of, of my nuts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> make sure that their jowls are packed. It's like, it has a mouthful, ellipses, of ellipses, <laughs> my nuts. All right, anyways, anyways, okay, I think Jimmy Carter is wonderful, and I would love to come back and riff more on Jimmy Carter but that would, yeah, that's that's my selection. But EJ, what are you bringing to the table here? Well, I'm not. I'm Jimmy Carter, and I'm not going to commit. <laughs> I, I, this is the first impression I've actually been half decent at, debatably. No, I think I'm going to just ponder for a little bit, and I want you guys to take the journey with me. I was thinking, of course, who would be the most eloquent at speaking? Who is the coolest? Who died? You know, I'm thinking about these different things, and I'm thinking <laughs> Obama. Well, I think also, you know, we got to think about the presidents as we know them, and the, the two other most interesting, other than Obama, I think would either be Bill Clinton because yeah, he's dirty. We know he's openly dirty. I, I'm not interested in Trump. We'll worry about him in the future. I don't even want to touch him with a ten yeah. foot dick. Yeah, I mean, but neither. but the other. So far as we know, nastiest president, I think, was probably uh, JFK. JFK got around, for sure. As far as we know, JFK cleaned up uh, during that time. I mean, his wife was one of the most gorgeous people of the time, period, I think, first off. Well, okay. But gorgeousness of of your sexual partners also doesn't mean you'd be a good writer. I mean, maybe this guy wouldn't be very good at writing things. (laughs) Uh, I do wonder, it, it, it begs another question, do we think that people that write erotic fiction are 
if you had to err on the side of over or under, uh, oversexed or undersexed? I think it's a combination of both. I think I think both types of people are capable of of writing erotic fiction. I wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are people that write it that are oversexed and undersexed, but. For some reason, I think of people that write erotic fiction as being drastically undersexed and having to use their imagination to kind of uh, fill a, some kind of a void so they don't go on like... I find that to be more the people looking for that erotic sex being written. But you might be right. But you might very well be right. Yeah, it's funny. It's the blind leading the blind, I feel like, in the erotic fiction world. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you, Anthony. I think that, like... I think with a lot of things, like... The people that are most interested in the thing that they're trying to conquer are usually the ones who have the problem with that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So that being said, I wonder if JFK, being somebody that we definitely perceive as being oversexed... Yeah. Uh, would he would, be good at writing well, Yeah, stuff? would write more boring erotic fiction. Because I feel like if your life is so filled with sex, I wonder if you just start talking about kind of, you know, what you do, and it kind of lacks the imagination of somebody that's clueless. Well, there you go, too. Like, you said what he does. Like, maybe, and again, we're just talking here. That's what podcasts are. I don't have to keep saying these silly things. Um, Maybe since most people who are writers are not the people that would be stereotypically those passionate sexual people. Maybe since JFK isn't a writer by trade, his writing about his own life would be interesting because it doesn't need to be imaginative because it's being truthful to things that are interesting. Maybe. Do you think that if he were to have this this rich nightlife of writing erotic fiction, that he would be writing about Marilyn Monroe and his erotic, his ventures, you know, his dalliances? For him, that's like, that's what he's doing. He's like, well, I'm the president. I was doing a different accent. But he's like the president. He's sleeping with Marilyn Monroe. Like, so he's like talking about, like maybe he wrote the, the Star Trek making out with the green chick skit. You know, like maybe his fantasies are like so otherworldly because he's already at the top of the erotic, oh my God, spectrum, you know. He's president and he's sleeping with the openly, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't alive at the time, but it seems like everybody kind of knew that that was happening. Yes, I mean. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely come down the pipes as popular knowledge. Yeah. So again, yeah. for the younger listeners, we had a president who was at the time deemed a good looking guy who the world didn't really like in a lot of ways because he was very progressive, was sleeping with the leading Hollywood model slash actress at the time openly while he had a wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was almost celebrated. That could you know? be uh, anybody's ass. And he was from a very hierarchical family where, uh, you know, they all talked like this. <laughs> uh, okay, so, all right, you make a good case for maybe his, his uh, libidinal urges. But it may not translate, cause just because some of those dudes might not be able to write. But maybe if he had, like, you know, you know how every single autobiography now... <laughs> <laughs> Take two on that word. <laughs> How everybody's autobiography nowadays seems to not be autobiographical. If he had somebody be the intermediary for him, I could see his content being pretty killer, pretty saucy, especially now in like in 2018, where we're looking back in the sexy 60s and sexy 70s. Because well, he you doesn't know, get intermediate, intermediate, whatever, if I can't say it. <laughs> 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 he 
He one of those. He doesn't get one of those. <laughs> because he has to write the fan fiction. Uh, here, uh, I will write uh, these words. Here, uh, mounds were uh, voluptuous. Uh, <laughs> here, uh, boobs were great. She had great hooters. Yeah, you know why presidents aren't writing their own speeches? Because all their writing energy goes towards their erotic fiction. <laughs> <Plastal>. <laughs> There's like this whole bank of presidential erotic fiction that the plebes know nothing about. It's like I'm going simpleton all the way. They pa- they pass it to each other. Like every president knows about the other president's erotic fiction, but none of them have time to write speeches. Within that many dudes, yeah, you'd think one of them probably did did write in his spare time some erotic fiction. Probably not for the masses, but you know, people got their kinks, and especially these alpha males who want to run a country. That's a very special, weird type of person. That's like wanting to do that job in the first place. Yeah, maybe I should have asked who was most likely to be writing erotic fiction. That'd be another interesting question. Next President's Day. All right. At this point, <laughs> let's let's take a break. We'll take a break. We'll come back uh, and discuss more presidential erotic fiction. And we'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Come back. Take this time. We want to take this time to tell you that you should call in. Call in at 929-352-6173. Send us an email at let me ask you a question podcast at gmail.com or find us at Lamayak Pod on Insta or Twitter. And we would love any and all of that. Send us messages, give us love, leave us a review on iTunes. It would give us all rock hard boners. <laughs> <laughs> Rock, and who's rock your favorite episode. president that has written erotic fan fiction that we don't know? Yeah, about? erotic. I mean, literally fiction. name any other president that we haven't mentioned, and we'll probably be surprised. All right, if I were to choose any president to have written some erotic fiction, I would choose the only bachelor president that we ever had, mm. and that would be James Buchanan, because I feel that he he he. Tried to get married when he was young, didn't work out, and he did the bachelor life. He just did the bachelor thing all the way through his presidency, and there's a little speculation that he might have been homosexual, which in this case would make the erotic fiction even more rich in sources. So uh, I think James Buchanan would write some interesting erotic fiction. I think they're, you know, he's in there, he's banging uh, anybody. Maybe, you know? Who knows? I think the sky's the limit with that guy. He was a bachelor. Well, and all the stars of the time, you know, that would have been around in the eighteen fifties. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just just nailing everybody. Nailing all all the Marilyn Monroe's of the eighteen fifties. <laughs> all those damsels. Indeed. Uh or um or dudes, you know, who knows? Who knows yeah, what he was true. doing? Yeah, but I think that makes him a lot more fun. In so much as uh, who knows where his proclivities would have wandered on the page. So uh, mm. Mm. I think James Buchanan would be would be a, a pretty good time. That's my uh, 
That's my feeling on the matter. Mr. Buchanan. Yeah, Mr. James Buchanan. James fucking Buchanan. I think he's often perceived as being a really shitty president, but, uh, but you know, nobody knows about his erotic fiction. Nope. Nobody. No. Just nobody. And uh, I would line up to read that. I'd be interested to see what he says uh, and how, uh, you know, see the places that he goes. I wonder if having a, a wife or a husband makes it more difficult to write erotic fiction. I wonder. I mean, or I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Not the wives or husbands. I'm wondering would it make the writer a little bit more? Um, are they willing to get just as raunchy if they have a significant other? Yeah, and what is their bedroom like in the first place? Yeah. So, like, would someone who would be willing to write such work be more kinky in the bedroom or less kinky? Are they expressing themselves through the writing, or are they? Just being autobiographical. And that makes it more difficult, too, because what if they're... Okay, what if they're terrible in the bedroom? They're not doing anything in the bedroom. They lay there dead fish style in the bedroom. They're certainly <laughs> not like that woman at our Airbnb. <laughs> uh, and they're writing the kinkiest erotic fiction in the world. Would you think that that would probably maybe put a little restraint on their relationship? Well, not by what you were judging that person I was going to say, yeah, by your standards, no. How, how do you mean... Because you were saying completely that that person was showing off and was, because you believe, I don't believe, but you believe that when people are that loud, it's 100% a show and they're not actually enjoying it, that they're actually doing it because you have a small dick. That's what you said. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. That's really deep. I'm not talking about that. Perish the Airbnb situation from all of this. Well, I'm just saying. saying. That's what you no, no, no. said. So I'm, I'm just saying if somebody is very <laughs> quiet or like doesn't really do anything in the bedroom, very bland, very vanilla but they're writing like the kinkiest erotic fiction of all time if that might put a little kink, pun intended, on their relationship. Well, I feel like by what you were saying earlier, then yeah, like that correlation should be made because what you were saying earlier was that if, like like you were saying JFK wouldn't be a good good one to have because he was sexually active. So somebody who was less sexually active would be writing better erotic Mm -hmm. Might be, might be, yeah. So if that was the case, though, then I think you can transfer that over to the person writing fan fiction is probably not good in the bedroom. Or Uh, fantasizes about that and hasn't found the person who will allow them to do whatever they're writing about. And that's when the lines come in. (laughs) Unless they're both writers and you're co-writing and you got someone who's like either a complete kink of... uh, kink. King, uh, John Kincaid in the bedroom, <laughs> or uh, Kincaid being like a little like a like a sex like a sex kit, like a little yeah, uh, right? sex kit. A Kincaid. That's pretty good. It took me a while, but I got there. So either you guys are together because you are so kinky, or you aren't so kinky, and you creatively input and put output that stuff. That's the thing. I mean, I'm like all of this. I'm curious about the percentages of the numbers because you know, like there's extremes, but yeah, it does does the lack of create more desire and therefore make more creative output or does the creativity have nothing to do with that part because again jfk could have been like super creative we don't know about his short stories about he wrote little women but he he wrote under a pseudonym we don't know you know like i know we i know he didn't but we can assume (laughs) things that are interesting based upon nothing so i wonder all right here's another question if you um do you feel like you would be insecure about writing erotic fiction if you were in a committed relationship, I'd probably yeah, it'd probably be harder for me. 
I think it would be harder for me too. I feel like if I wrote like really raunchy erotic fiction, I do feel I feel weird about uh, having my significant other read that and then yeah. be like, what? You've got to <laughs> yeah. be you've got to be kidding me. Are you guys keeping this whole side career secret, or is this like? I think I would try. I yeah, was. I think I would try too. See, so if I was entering into a new relationship with new relationship with somebody, I could totally be like, "Okay, look, you're not going to believe this, but I make most of my money by writing erotic fiction." And you know, you just tell them, and you'd be like, "Okay, getting into a relationship." Yeah, I was thinking I'm already in one. Do you think the rock stars of erotic fiction get laid all the time? <laughs> I bet they could. I bet if a, I bet you book tours are equally successful as rock tours. <laughs> we gotta make you know, a, with, a movie it down. about a dude that writes erotic fiction, and he's just like the nerdiest dude of all time, but gets laid constantly. Slays it on the book tour. Beca- Think yes. about rock stars, right? Okay, there's like a guy that's your roadie or whatever, and he points. You know, he finds the girls or whatever. Sure, there's one or two girls per show per night, right? When you're on a book tour. You are literally signing your name and or phone number into thousands of books at a time. Yeah. I bet you in any city, those guys have more opportunities than some of the big guys. Some it's like than than the rock stars. Because they're like dealing one-on-one with the people. But how do you say, hey, do you want to fuck in front of the whole line of people at, you know, at No, this is what I'm saying. You're writing stuff down. You write something like, you know, whatever smart people write down to hit on people that they like. I don't know. Like Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> you like blowjobs? Like, Malcolm Gladwell's <laughs> tearing it down, man. His turning point is like every other person. He's like. He's an outlier, but I'm sure. He's an in, in, in liar? I don't, yeah, I couldn't find anything. He gets lied a lot. <laughs> he gets lied. Yeah, I wonder. I, I love this character of the erotic fiction writer. That is just like just destroying people across America, <laughs> but but they're very bland in bed. If I know anything, which means I know nothing about erotic fiction, but I do know that Danielle Steele is a very famous erotic fiction writer. Danielle right? Steele, right? I don't think she writes a lot of. She writes romance novels. Okay, romance novels. Yeah, she writes romance That's smutty. novels. Smutty. I'm sure they're smutty. Yeah, there's there's a very thin line, I think, you know? I mean, sure, Fifty Shades of Grey is a romance novel. Do you know that started as fan fiction? The whole Fifty Shades is fan fiction of Twilight. Yeah, isn't that sad? I mean, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, oh, yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> it's just sort of fascinating. Like she, she only got popular because she was writing on this fan fiction webpage, uh, and she developed this whole storyline, and it kind of took off. It's crazy. But anyways, uh, Danielle Steele is writing romantic. Yeah, romantic is different. I'm talking like just filthy, erotic, fucking, like Jimmy <laughs> Carter level. You're like butt ball guy, but writing butt ball guy. <laughs> yeah, like the filthiest shit of all time. Like we that's could just Buchanan start saying wrote. Jimmy Carter for anything that's just real, real filthy. I Th- think I think if you guys if you don't keep it a secret, it would be difficult. Uh, if we're talking about being in a relationship with somebody again, if it's like. I think with any job that you have, no matter what it is, you have to have a little bit of sense of humor because if you don't, you're a crazy person. And I literally mean that with anything that you do. You need to you need to see that there's a little bit of funny in anything that you do. And if that person does not have that, then it would be difficult. Uh, sure. But if I could express that to somebody where I'm like, no, I'm very serious about what I do. I'm very passionate about what I do. But guess what I do? This is what I do. Then you'd be all right. But in your guys' cases, we are both in long-term relationships. Greg's married, so that's a different kind of long-term relationship. If you're just like, 
by the way, I'm famous, world renowned. I make millions of dollars for being a uh, erotic fiction writer. <laughs> I am a famous person for writing erotic fiction literature with peanuts. That would be a very different thing. Ah, uh, I love this. I love this whole concept. I love this character. Steal my nuts. I, I'm so invested. I'm so invested in this character of the erotic fiction writer going around America. Just banging everybody, but being so bad in bed. And write up a screenplay. I like erotic. I like erotic porn, Jimmy Carter. Personally, I think that's like. The, yeah, I do too. I like erotic fiction, Jimmy Carter. That's the bee's knees to Great. me. Great. I'm glad we've come to some conclusions here. This has been. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> the President's Day peanuts. episode. It's a very peanuts. special. So, you know, go go check us out. Go go send us little messages. Call us. Leave us notes. We love you. Write us a review and go to moot.tv for past and future episodes. And to check also, out... Yeah. What? Also over on moot.tv, we have some new t-shirts on the moot.tv shop featuring Dicktail Cat. What's Dicktail Cat? Go check it out. It's a cat that has a dick for a tail. They're pretty cool. And that's currently the best way to support moot.tv and let me ask you a question. So go buy some swag. Buy some Dicktails. Everybody likes Dicktails. <laughs> Especially Jimmy Carter. All right. Bye. Mood.tv. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>